The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7, episode 552. Today, it's official Star Wars. The Force Awakens is the number one highest grossing box office movie domestic of all time. And now we have to ask the questions, so what? And now what? Punch it, Chewie. Hey there, this is Tim McMahon, Alan's co-host from the Expanded Comic Verse podcast. But hey, you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, a daily Star Wars podcast, seven minutes a day, seven days a week. How awesome is that? Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and so, yeah, 20 days, 20 days, that's all it took for The Force Awakens to become the highest-grossing box office movie of all time in the domestic region. I see this reported differently some places. Sometimes I see domestic as being the U.S., sometimes I see it as being North America. I'm not sure which one it is, and I never see it reported reliably the same way. The Hollywood Reporter is calling it North America, so maybe that's the way that we will go with it. But ultimately, and we've been reporting on this for a while, so it seems a little odd to be asking the question, so what? But (laughs) I guess it is worth asking because what does this really mean to anyone? I mean, first of all, I mean, we talked about yesterday the possibility that it means that it wouldn't have made as much money and it wouldn't have made it as fast if it had opened in May of 2015 like it was supposed to. And even if it hadn't hit record-breaking numbers, if the numbers were just solidly decent, managed to land in the top 20 movies of all time, would anybody have considered that a failure? I don't really think so. I think it still would have been seen as a tremendous success and certainly an indication that yeah, there's a mandate to do Episode 8 and Episode 9, as well as all of the rest of the films that they want to do. And I guess there is a place where you can read this as a reaction to the prequels, where the dedicated, loyal, longtime fan base is coming out and letting everyone know that, yes, this is the kind of movie that we want to see. So it almost ends up being a negative endorsement of the prequels in that sense. And, you know... There was a thing going around for a week or so that claimed that the very first line in The Force Awakens where Max von Sydow says this will begin to set things right or make things right, whichever it is, that that was an open condemnation of the prequels and that was a shot across the bow of that. Personally, I think that's an absolutely ridiculous idea. I can't imagine that they would even bother to do that with The Force Awakens, let alone waste the storytelling time to take a shot at any movie regardless of what it was. But the fans, casual and dedicated alike, seem to be overall reacting positively, even in spite of or because of the similarities to the original trilogy, Star Wars. And we had done our podcast last week detailing 59 ways that The Force Awakens resembled the original Star Wars. And Al Nawatsky of the Children of the Force podcast tweeted us a few extras. So the number's at 63 now and rising. So the so what 
of The Force Awakens breaking the domestic box office record and now being well on its way to mount an attack on the global box office record is that Disney has its mandate for making movies in the way that they want to do and that they were justified in taking Lucas's treatments and saying, eh, we're going to go in a different direction. They now have the, the evidence and the proof that they need to continue on in the course that they have laid out. And despite that, I hope, I hope... I hope that after the release of episode 9 in 2019, I sincerely hope that Lucas makes public whatever treatments he had written for his idea of a sequel trilogy. I really desperately want to know what that story is, and I fear that we will never know it, but honestly, his stories were good, all right? I just That's it, period, paragraph. Stories were good. You can complain about the execution all you want, but... Yeah, absolutely. Still feel very strongly about the stories being okay, which is kind of why I can watch the prequels and not sit there going, I hate the prequels, I hate the prequels, you know, or anything like that. All right. So let's get to the other side of the equation. Now what? Now that the domestic box office record has been taken, what is left for The Force Awakens to pursue? Well, there are still records to be broken, of course. Could The Force Awakens be the first movie domestically to gross a billion dollars? Wow, wouldn't that be something? And, yeah, they're printing money hand over fist at this point. So I don't know if I necessarily personally care to see them cross that. I just was not a fan of Avatar (laughs) and would have rather seen something I liked pass it over. And The Force Awakens had the best shot of anything to do it. And that's why I'd like to see a top Avatar at the worldwide box office, too. I just don't understand why that movie is number one. Just like I don't understand why Jurassic World is number three. Doesn't make sense. Titanic? Eh, you know, pretty amazing movie, all things considered. Well done. I can live with it. It's not my favorite movie. But, yeah, I can get why it would have made as much as it did. And the other now what is Rogue One, basically. (laughs) And it's really interesting. The Hollywood Reporter in one of their articles noted that now that we are all invested in Rey and Finn and Kylo Ren and Poe Dameron and all these new characters, that the next movie we're getting has nothing to do with them. (laughs) And it's going to take us back 30 plus years, 35 years, I guess, essentially, back in the franchise timeline history. And they think that's going to be a really bad thing. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are. Personally, I don't really agree. I feel like anybody who's been a casual or even non-fan of Star Wars until The Force Awakens came out, anybody who is converted, so to speak, is going to check out the other movies and they're going to find out that the one that they're about to watch, the next one, is tied into one of the older movies. So why would that necessarily be a bad thing? I mean, I don't think we'd want to see Episode Eight exactly a year later. I mean, well, you know, come on. Of course we would want to see it that fast. But even if it didn't, then we would be fine with that, right? It's not the same movie-making world that, you know, we think it's evolved into where, like, the Hobbit movies and the Lords of the Rings movies, uh, those were all released, you know, one year, one year, one year because they were all made concurrently. It doesn't have to be like that. Our patience is going to be fine, and Episode Eight is going to do perfectly fine even though we're waiting 18 months. And if we'd waited two years for it, if we'd waited three years for it, I mean, yeah, we would have driven ourselves nuts over it. But I'm glad that they're not rushing it out. Let them take their time. Let them figure it out. Okay, we've got a little time left for some trivia. Last time we asked you what the Star Destroyer used to shoot down Poe and Finn's TIE Fighter, and that was the Ventral Cannons. Today's question, when Finn got to the crashed TIE Fighter site, what was the only thing that was left of Poe Dameron, or at least so he thought? 
Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you go blasting your way out of Moss Eisley, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you want to join the inner circle of fans, become a patron of the show at patreon.com slash SW7x7. It's not an Imperial spy, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7 We hope you love it.